How comforting to know that God's presence is with us in every circumstance in our life. From being thrown into a pit, sold and treated as a slave, to being elevated to second in command in the kingdom of Egypt, everything good in Joseph's life was connected to God's presence. Today, on Enjoying the Journey, Scott Pauley leads us through a study on the life of Joseph where we will learn how to live in the presence of God. Be sure to stay tuned after today's study to learn more about Scott's book on the life of Joseph entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. When most people think about the presence of God, they hear church bells and lovely music and envision some beautiful scene. But one of the great and raw truths of the Bible is that God is everywhere and God's presence works in every place. So when we're talking about learning to live in the presence of God, we're not talking about going to church on the Lord's Day. We're not talking about uh, some uh, special event or experience or emotion. We're talking about learning to acknowledge, to recognize the presence of God with you in every place and in every circumstance. We return today to Genesis chapter 39, and we have been looking very carefully at these early stages in Joseph's life. When we left him, uh, he was running for his life. You remember? Uh, He left his coat, but he kept his character. And I think there's a beautiful progression in Genesis 39 because when the chapter opens, uh, we learn something about the prosperity of God's presence. Uh, Remember, the Lord was with him, and everything he did prospered in his hand. So there's the prosperity of God's presence. Then when you get to the middle of the chapter, you have the purity of of his presence. You know, we're living in a world that wants the prosperity without the purity. Friend, the presence of God is a holy presence. God doesn't come so you can just be happy and fulfilled. God comes to make you more like him. So when people are really living in the presence of God, they are, in the words of the writer of Hebrews, being made partakers of his holiness. And Joseph understood that. And then when you come to the end of Genesis 39, And this is where we've come to in our study today. The last three verses, verse 21, verse 22, and verse 23, the scene drastically shifts. There's a dramatic change because we've moved now from the palace to the prison. And please don't miss this. The same God that was with him in his prosperity and in his purity is now with him in the prison. We might even say this is the preserving of God's presence, that God will will care for you and minister to you and meet you even in the most difficult circumstances of life. Here's how the chapter closes, verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. This is fascinating. Twice it says it, verse 21, and again in verse 23, that the Lord was with him even in the prison. Now there's a, there's a temptation to look at this story with a wry smile and say, that's right, and Joseph just keeps rising to the top. And look at him. They throw him in jail. He ends up running the jail. Please don't miss this. This is not about Joseph. This is about Jehovah. This is not about a man. This is about God. This is not something Joseph made happen. It's not a force of personality. 
It's not just natural gifts. No, no. This is the abiding presence of God in a man's life. I also find it interesting that the chapter ends the way it began. Now, the scene is different, for sure. Ask Joseph if you don't believe me. Uh, he's not in, in uh, uh, rich places and, and fine clothing, uh, eating good food now. He's, he's thrown in jail. So the circumstances are different. But here's the common denominator. The last phrase of the chapter says that whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. This is very instructive because it's a reminder that prosperity is not just about money. If I talk to you about prosperity, people immediately think you're talking about getting rich, having things and stuff. Oh, dear one, uh, the greatest riches are the riches we have in God. Uh, they're not material, they're spiritual. They're not temporal, they're eternal. They're not things. They are the, the true riches that the New Testament talks about that are found in Jesus Christ. And so, if you really want to know the presence of God, then you have to understand that God's presence is going to, to help you not just endure, but enjoy the Lord in every circumstance. And we're talking about serving the Lord in your difficulty. And this week, we're going to examine exactly what Joseph does in these few verses and the chapter that follows while he's in this difficult season of his life. You know, life is full of trouble. Everybody, everybody's having a hard time with something. So uh, be nice to people today. Be kind. Everybody you see is struggling with something. Uh, maybe even the person you're most aggravated and agitated with uh, beneath the surface and behind the scenes, they are really having a hard time. Try to remember that. And early in life, you have to learn uh, that life is full of trouble. Remember, Job said, man that is born a woman is a few days and full of trouble. So if life is full of trouble, you're going to have to figure out how to deal with the trouble. I remember some time ago hearing a, an amazing uh, interview with a group of people who had lived to be 100 years of age. And they were, they were looking for the common denominators. And they were all different, of course. Uh, some of them ate good, some of them didn't. Some of them exercised, some of them didn't. That was not the common denominator. But the common denominator in all of them was that somehow all of them had learned how to move beyond the trials of life, how to get past their past. Though there are hurts and wounds in life, how not to let those define you, how to keep moving, putting one foot in front of another. And I think that is, is something all of us have to learn. And may I say to you, the only way you can really do that as a Christian is you have to learn to recognize the presence of God in every circumstance. The old saints used to call it practicing the presence of God. You ever wonder why they would use the word practice? Because it doesn't come natural to us. What comes natural is fussing, complaining, groaning, grumbling, uh, being negative. That's what comes natural to us in our fallen state. Uh, but supernaturally, spiritually, God enables us to begin to see the Lord in the twists and turns of life, to see the Lord in in the pauses even, and the detours of life. And so you have to trust that when you come to those seasons where you can't figure it out and you can't fix it, that God will give you his mercy and his favor. And we're going to return to this passage, and I'm going to give you some practical things that we can do. But let me just point something out to you. Look at verse number 21 of Genesis 39 again. The Bible says that the Lord is with Joseph. That's our famous phrase. And then it says this, and showed him mercy and gave him favor. Isn't that what all of us need today? 
mercy and favor. Oh, this is so helpful. Mercy and favor. Mercy uh, connects your relationship with, with God. It is, the, it is the upward look. Only God can give mercy. And so we're reminded that every good thing in our life is the mercy of God and that every bad thing he withholds. It could be worse. That in itself is the mercy of God. Uh, are you in hell today? No, I'm not in hell. Are you ever going to hell? No, because I have eternal life. Jesus said I would never perish. And dear one, if you have nothing else to rejoice in and rest in today, praise God for this. God has showed you mercy. The psalmist said that his mercy endureth forever. His mercy endures to every generation. Uh, Jeremiah said, the weeping prophet through his tears recognized that the Lord's mercies, plural, his mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And so acknowledge the mercy of God today. The Lord is with you in your difficulty. And then, notice the divine order, then he gives him favor. And this now connects to his relationship with the uh, man who runs the prison and all that's going on there. God gives mercy and God gives favor. Yes, the Lord is with you in your difficulty. Too many times we compartmentalize our faith to a single day of the week, often Sunday. But the Lord desires for us to live in His presence daily. And oh, what joy we find in the Lord's presence. You can learn more about living in God's presence by visiting enjoyingthejourney.org forward slash Joseph. There, you will find information about Scott's book entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. You can download the free digital book, access the audio book, or purchase the hard copy version. We really believe that the Lord will use this book to help you learn how to live in God's presence. We look forward to having you with us next time on Enjoying the Journey.